Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to whatever episode this is of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McKeady, and this has been a long time coming. I am very excited for this. I haven't done an album review in a long time. It's been a while. And this is this album has actually had a journey on this podcast that my guest doesn't even know about. So I'm excited to tell you about that. But I have a new guest on the show today that I'm very excited about. I am joined by, so you do a million things and I didn't know how exactly to introduce you because you're a man of many hats. But I am joined today by Adam Strawn. He is the host of two podcasts, one called Into You and the other called Last Week On. You're also a YouTuber and you drive trains and you act and you model and it's just insane. <laughs> the list just goes on and on, right? But yeah, I think I've got my like a lot of fingers in different pies. But yeah, I think that just says a lot. Like I'm a creative, right? So I just... I just like to do a lot creatively and just try different things. So yeah, uh, especially like the podcast stuff's relatively new. That only kind of started like last year, but mm-hmm. um, it, and YouTube that kind of started just as a passing thing of like during lockdown 2020, I was like, well, everyone's kind of stuck in. What do I do to pass the time? I'll give this thing a go. And then it kind of just took off really. But um, yeah, it's funny that cause like I was talking to our mutual friend Zachary Parton Garcia and uh, even he was like, hold on. So you do all this stuff and then you're a train driver. Like that's just out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> Right. It's so cool, though. And what, right? What made you want to do that? First of all, is the correct term conductor? Is that how you should be referred to? No, it's uh, so conductor is something different in the UK. So, like a train conductor is more like you know when you're if you're on the train and the person comes through and he's checking like your tickets or she's checking your tickets to make sure that you've got their relevant ticket. That's more like the conductor role. Uh, okay. It would just be train, just train driver. So just bog standard okay. train driver but yeah um it was so strange like I've kind of worked for the railway since 2014 and I just kind of built myself up it was one of them jobs where I was like I'll only do this for a couple of months you know I'll yeah. be out of here like by the summer and then yeah like you know nearly seven years later I'm like oh I'm still here but um it started actually Troy when because I used to do a lot more acting than what I do now so with obviously a lot of the like auditions and everything like that are in London right so I'm based in the northeast of England, if you can't tell by this silly accent. And... <laughs> it's subtle. You can barely tell. <laughs> I mean, really? Where are you from? But um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I thought, well, if I work for the railway part time, I get free train travel. 
so I can travel down to London, do my auditions and then come back. So I was like, so that just made sense to me. And then gradually over time, I think just, I was like, okay, I'm in this job now. And then especially like during lockdown when, you know, all kind of auditions and everything like that just stopped. So right. it was like, it was nice to have a, a job that I could really sink my teeth into and go, right, let's just do this. And to be honest with train driving, I was like, let's just give it a go. Let's see if I can do it. Like, let's see yeah. if I can really apply myself and just, if I get knocked back, well, then all well, I give it a go. And then, yeah, when I got it, I was like, oh, wow. And then all the work that goes into it, like there's so much, like, I could talk to you about that for hours, but, um, but yeah, but then when I got it, I was like, wow. And now I'm doing it. I've been doing it for like just over a just over a year where I've been driving by myself now, but it's incredible, man. It's like, it's, it's cool. an experience. It, it is. It's like 125 miles an hour going down the track. And um, yeah, it's cool, man. I have to talk to you properly about it sometime because um, yeah, it's a joy. I The crazy thing is I could probably talk your ear off about it more. I'm infamous for telling people that they should take the train because a lot of people have <laughs> never traveled used the train as like a means of travel and I feel like once you do it changes your whole perspective like the train is always an option for me when I'm going somewhere I'm always like I could take the train I am obsessed with it I love it (laughs) no it's so easy though isn't it when you you just sit down at your little desk and you can like get some titan done or like a lot of people say yeah but you can do that on a plane but it's different with a train It's it's just completely different you've got like a nicer view like out the window whereas you see a lot of clouds coming up in the plane a lot of the time but yeah you yeah. Can just yeah you just enjoy the smoothness of the ride whereas it's, yeah, I always feel more productive like sometimes I travel as a passenger like on my trains as well like certain jobs where I'll drive say to London and I'll travel as a passenger back to like Newcastle and I just feel like so much more productive like I get so much done on the train oh totally it's weird yeah and I guess I should say so Adam I Adam and I met because you came to my Beyond the Blinds live show, yeah, which is a really crazy way to meet me for the first time, like <laughs> on stage talking about what what was that was that was uh, Chicago was Kanye, yeah. So on stage talking about Kanye's mental health, like it was a very unique way to be introduced. But did you have mm. fun? Oh my god, the best time! So like, I was so tempted to like get up and like take the mic off you and be like, "I'm gonna let you finish, Troy," but uh, I'm just. Having- <laughs> you imagine <laughs> but um but no honestly it was incredible like the whole thing happened where again our mutual friend Zachary Parton Garcia I think you might have had him on this podcast a couple of times I'm not sure maybe but, uh, he may be the guest today as we're recording this maybe. right maybe I'm not sure um <laughs> well um yeah so I obviously I met him in December when I went over to the States. So when I went to Oklahoma randomly, um, and then I, I messaged him again. I was like, right, let's do something where we like properly go for drinks and have like, you know, a good laugh and a good time. And then I was like, what are you doing in February? Cause I'm coming over to the States again. He was like, oh, well, like my friend Troy's doing like, you know, a show in Chicago for Dunzo like live. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm already on board. So yeah, I came to Chicago. First time ever in Chicago. How cold was it please? Oh like, my God. It was so right? cold. So I know people <sighs> always say this, but it was like so windy. You just have to right. say it. Like ultimately, I was like, like as soon as we landed, I was like, I'm sure it'll be a little bit chilly. I'm from the UK. I'm used to cold. And as soon as I stepped outside, I was like, Jesus Christ, I need seven coats on immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chicago's a different kind of cold. It's like a very um unforgiving, very sharp, like brutal wind. So mm. it's a lot. Um, but yeah, we became friends through Zach, which is amazing. And Zach is basically yeah. my co-host at this point of Bunzo. <laughs> like he he's like my correspondent um but yeah it was super yeah. fun and you know we didn't really I, I wish that I knew at like at that time that you were a big Avril head because oh my we would have we would have had a drunken like 
hour-long conversation about this woman. Absolutely. Like, we were just, like, left brunch and just sat down somewhere and talked about Avril, like, hardcore. (laughs) But I have to say, like, about the show itself, I loved it. I loved it live. And I just, I loved learning how many celebrities are rotted. Like, I was just, I was in my element. I was like, keep giving me more names. (laughs) I was just, it was so fun. And, uh, you know, you and your co-host as well. It was just, it was fab. Like, the way you bounce off each other as well, it was incredible. And, like, the crowd, like, the audience were loving it. Do you remember that woman um, who just kept shouting out people's names from the back of the room all the time? She was standing right next to us. And she was so into it. And her friends were, like, trying to pull her back. And she was like, no, I've got more names. And just kept shouting out different celebrities. It was so... we realized that the people in the back were like standing by the bar. Yeah. So they yeah. were like, just literally had, had like a trough of liquor being poured down their throats and they were <laughs> wasted and having so much fun. But yeah, they were just screaming out names and being like, is they were like, uh, what was, she was like, is Adam Sandler rotting? Adam Sandler, is he a good person? Is he a good family man or is he rotted? Like, it was like, it was amazing. The, it was the energy in that room was insane. Mm. No, it was incredible. I loved every single second of it. And like, yeah, as I say, like just the crowd were like, people would shout names and people were like, oh, can we talk about that person? And then oh, you no. just drop one little fact and be like, they're on it. Oh, it was so, so much fun. I've never been to like a live podcast show like that where it's just been so interactive. As you yeah. say, normally it's a lot more like where people do their thing, there's an audience there, they kind of laugh and then clap when they need to. But that was just so interactive. It was like almost like theater. I just, I loved it. I was all over it. I'm so happy that you came. I'm so happy that we got to like hang out and like, it was just, it was a fun weekend. Oh, um, the best. And it has led to this moment where you and I have discovered, well, I've discovered that you're a huge Avril fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm always very fascinated in like how somebody becomes, you know, a stand for one specific person. Um, yeah. I, should also, I should also mention that Adam is in full high whore drag right now. And by oh. that he's wearing it, he's wearing an Avril tie. Absolutely. I understood the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) I have a vest on, I have a tie. So if Troy and I do more content, I expect you to dress up for this as well. (laughs) Uh, um, Consider me a skater boy with an eight. Oh oh my God. Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) But um, yes, I mean, my kind of origin with Avril. So I remember the very first time I ever heard about who Avril Lavigne was. So like, you know, this is back 2002, right? When the album first drops. And I remember at this point, so I'm at like comprehensive school. So it's like the equivalent of kind of high school for you guys in America. And I remember like, so I used to walk down to school, like walk from my, my house with my friends to school. And we used to always chat about like, I mean, the biggest thing was Buffy the Vampire Slayer because obviously. Right. And I used to like, obviously in the closet gear boy at this time. So I was like, I love Buffy. But what really what I meant is I stand Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's what I meant. <laughs> You're like, she's just hot. That's why I watch. Yeah, she is so hot. She is on point. But um, <laughs> yeah, literally. So then, and like, I would be talking about that. And then my friend at one point turned to me and he was like, oh yeah, like Buffy's great and all, but I'm really into Avril Lavigne. And I was like, Avril Lavigne? Like who? It was the first time I ever even heard the name Avril mentioned. I was like, what is yeah. this? So I was like, okay. And like, when he first kind of like mentioned her, I was like, all right, okay. Because at the time, like we're talking like this time was like when there was a lot of pop princesses, right? There was a lot mm-hmm. big like, you know, like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, even Pink to a degree. We had all these big like pushes for pop, right? So I was expecting just like, like another like artist who was like big into the pop stratosphere, who was like new and up and coming. So then as soon as I was like, right, let me check out some of this music. Oh my God. So I was like, this 
album is just doing things like the music industry isn't ready for this like we are yeah. walking in uncharted territory right now and I loved it and like growing up I was into a lot of like rock and metal music as well so kind of a girl who's kind of stepping a little bit into that area and like pushing boundaries mm-hmm. yes please give me that any day I think as well like Avril Lavigne she is she's special for so many different reasons but I mean her influence felt on the music industry is incredible. Like, you know, Avril Lavigne walked so Billie Eilish could run, you know, mm-hmm. like the influence she's had with different people. And I remember like, you know, when she started doing this kind of, you know, the pop rock and the kind of grungy, the more like a pump, like punk sound, mm-hmm. suddenly you had other artists that started to do that. Like Pink started off as an R&B artist who did a little bit of pop and then suddenly went into pop rock. And it was around this time when it suddenly started to pick up traction, right? You even yeah. had like Kel- Kelly Clarkson started to do a lot of like pop rock suddenly. And I mean, even like Avril wrote the song Breakaway, which is an anthem. And then Kelly Clarkson had an album like named after it, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I remember I bought, I went out and I like bought the first album, like let go. I bought the album immediately. I was like, I need this in my life. And then I got home and like, I played it all the way through start to finish. And I was like, this is just gold and then I played it through again and I was like in my bedroom just like literally just jamming out to it like hands in the air just dancing everything I remember my brother was at the bedroom door and he was like Adam what the hell (laughs) (laughs) but I was just living my best life to that album but no like I think for me Avril like a lot of people even today when I say like oh I'm I'm huge into Avril Lavigne. Like I've even got tickets still to see her. Um, I bought them in 2019 and her show has been pushed back like again and again and again. So it's 2023. She's going to perform now, but I've still got those tickets. But yeah, like people will be like a little bit shitty. So they'll be like, oh, yeah. you listen to, you'll be, you listen to Avril Lavigne, the girl who sang Complicated and Scared a Boy. And I'm like, okay, two things. What, like I don't wear glasses, but when that happens, like glasses appear on my face and I push them to the edge of my nose. And I'm like, <laughs> are we going to do this? <laughs> and the second thing, <clears throat> she was a teenager when she wrote those songs. What right. else is she going to be singing about? Like it was age appropriate. And the point is she wrote those songs. Like she is, right. especially with this album, you get so many different flavors of that vocal. And this is the start of it. This is like the peak. And then as the albums go on, that you get to hear more of that voice. She's an incredible singer, incredible musician, and just a credible songwriter. I mean, every single song on this album has Levine, like, you know, co-writing the music. And it's the same with the next album as well. But yeah, she just, she gets a lot of shit. And I think she's underappreciated talent. And especially her new album, I think is a banger. But um, yeah. yeah, this album for me started that love of that kind of right female solo artist who's doing different things for the time really bringing right. that rocky punky type edge and I was just all over it and it just it felt like it spoke to me you know yeah I agree with you especially with the you know the way that she's sort of perceived I think is like so unfair mm. um and it's a thing I wrote it in my notes and we'll definitely get to it but it's a thing that I feel like happens especially with young female singer songwriters it's like the industry and the public always has to try and like turn them into some sort of thing or they become so much more than they're supposed to. And that doesn't sound good. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it becomes yeah. very comp- complicated. No pun intended. Like, <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> like you know, I, I compare her a lot in my notes to uh, Alanis Morissette. Yes. You know, because yeah. you can definitely feel her love of Alanis in this first album, in mm. all of them, but really in this one. And they did the same thing with her, where it's like, well, now Alanis represents, you know, every angsty, pissed off woman. She's girl interrupted because she's a songwriter. <laughs> and it's like, 
you know, and they, they did that with Avril. And I just feel like it's always, she's always been very sort of misunderstood, I think, mm-hmm. as far as a musician. Um, and when, I don't know, when I think about her as a young person, to mm. me, she represents like, I don't know if it, it was the same where, where you grew up, but we dressed in the early 2000s. I call them tribes. Mm. They were like mall tribes. Yes. Because the fashion options were much more limited. We didn't have the internet as much to like buy clothes. So it's like you went to the mall and, you know, everybody had their stores that represented them at the mall. And that was sort of like your identity. It's like, I'm an Abercrombie boy, like, or I'm a Hot Topic (laughs) girl or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I always say Ashley Simpson was like a PacSun girl. You know what I mean? And Avril was a Hot Topic girl. Yes. You know, and that's a very Mm. specific, different thing. And, you know, we didn't have any, like, we, we, like you said earlier, she was very important for the time. We needed Avril, you know, Mm. and she was like a meteor when she hit the earth. Like she really blew things up. And she, I think is responsible for, like you said, the movement in pop punk. Like she really, really helped push that, I think absolutely like you know she really brought that forward where and like a lot of fans kind of just came straight over from like you know a lot of people that were listening to like the big kind of bigger pop anthems at the time then suddenly it was this you know Canadian girl that was doing such different things with music and not even just like you know oh yeah she's like you know she's using guitar she's bringing a lot more drums into this and she was just doing something that was so radically different from everything that was like commercially successful and popular at the time it was like wow Mm -hmm. and she's doing something different but she's doing it so well and that's what made the difference you know she was just really kicking ass and you can hear like as you said you know about the Alanis Morissette influence there are songs on this album this first album that go where you can just hear it I think as well like What's nice is she even, even in her vocal, the way how she sings certain things differently from like, you know, when you get like a lot of like, yeah, 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 rather than mm-hmm. just saying, yeah. <laughs> and like, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. just, I jump all over that. It's just something so different, but it's so intrinsically Avril Lavigne. You know, when you hear yeah. that and you're like, there's an Avrilism. I just, I yeah. love that <laughs> yeah. so, so much. Yes. But it's just so nice to hear something different in production of music like that, right? Yeah, lots of yodels in this album, which I love. Yeah. She like yodels oh, yeah. her voice a lot. I love when she does that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's talk about, let's start with Losing Grip. Oh, losing let's start. Grip. Let's, let's do it. Let's go there. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, yeah. Losing Grip. So I think this is the perfect introduction to the album because it's so like, it's just got like that grungy grit to it, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, even like, you know, you get like, it's almost like a little bit of a trip. It's like a walk to the, like down the garden path. And then you get that punch of the chorus of that. Why should I care? And oh, it's just, Oh, God, I know. It like does things to me. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's perfect. It's the perfect introduction of this is not a pop album. This is not like, you know, anything you've kind of heard before at this time, this is like a rockier edge. This is the grit. This is, and it's just, oh, and then it's matched beautifully with the music video as well. Like just Avril oh. on stage, camouflage top, black jeans, tie. <laughs> so Avril. <laughs> it's so Avril, like beautiful straight brown hair and obviously all the wristbands and everything. I just love it. And then, yeah, like just jumping into the crowd, like, you know, roughing people up and everything like that. It's just for me, it's the perfect introduction to this album. Yeah, there's a real emotional maturity to her debut album. And I've always found mm. it really interesting that 
my like sort of date not, not, not dig but like when I read Avril the thing that I'll say is like it's interesting that Avril kind of regressed in eight like in maturity in many ways yes. like she was introduced as this very I wouldn't say serious but there was a serious tone to a lot of her music yeah. and there was a darkness to it and a grunginess to it and in some of the lyrics are like really emotionally mature some yeah. of them do sound like a 16 year old girl writing in her diary which is extremely appropriate yeah. but there are moments like with this song where it's like this could be any adult woman's rock anthem it doesn't sound yeah. like a kid wrote this song or, or that even a young girl is like singing it you know no. um and i do think that it's easy to forget that when she premiered like such a big part of the marketing that went into avril lavigne was that she was this sort of lyrical prodigy that she was this young girl who like had all this talent and like didn't even care about it you know because she's so <laughs> punk <laughs> yeah no definitely I think like one of the big things which really comes across and I think it was the perfect start of the album is that you know she started writing with the production team the Matrix right so like when she initially joined the record label she was put with songwriters and they were writing music for her that just was not her at all mm -hmm. you know and at the time it was like LA Reid who like ran the you know the record label and she was like went to him and was like look this music's not for me. I'm not doing this. Like I can write my own music. Let me write my own lyrics. And then right. when she was put with that production team, the matrix, that's when it was like, that was a marriage made in heaven, right? Where she was like, this is what I want to say. These are my words. These are based on experience as well for such a young girl to yeah. really write like so heavily about experience that we find relatable as well within the music. And that's why, you know, like, when we talk about those lyrics, when she sings them, it hits us because we're like, oh my God, yes, I feel that. And I get yeah. that. And you get that through the album as well. Like some of the times, you know, she sounds a lot more chilled, not more relaxed, but we can dig that. But like mm -hmm. this powerful punch for the start, it is just that walk into get ready. This is what you're going to get with the album. Yeah, it's very lyric heavy, which is cool. Mm, um, yeah. Again, reminds me a lot of Alanis and yeah. I always, I also always make the comparison of Avril and Taylor, because I think in a lot of ways, Avril was kind of like a pre-Taylor, what was like mm. these songs. And I also, I made that comparison with Ashley a lot too, where it's like, hi, these are songs I wrote and you watched me write them. So yeah. you know all the experiences and you've been along on the journey with me. It's emotionally, I wouldn't say manipulative, but it's like a really great way to grip a lot of people. It's very endearing. To be mm. like, see, here's the notebook. You guys are a part of the journey. Go buy the album. Thanks. You know, it's great. Like, it's really yeah. smart. And they were really smart in marketing her this way. Not that she wasn't actually doing it, but to lean into it and be like, no, you don't get it. Like, she's different than every other girl out there right now because she wrote the whole album. She had a so part true. in the entire thing. You know, it was a yeah. way to differentiate herself. I think the marketing as well was really clever and like I mean when Under My Skin was coming out like then obviously the next album like did you see they did a tour where she just did malls and she toured oh, yeah, like yeah. malls around the US and it was just like it was like 48 hours before she was like oh yeah guys I'm, I'm gonna be at this mall and like the crowds turned up and it was exactly the type of music that people were listening yeah. to who were going to shop at the mall right it was just yeah. perfect marketing every single time um let's talk about complicated oh <laughs> let's go let's do this so okay. like the first first single off the album right um so it's it's interesting right complicated because avril herself has said that she isn't the biggest fan of this song she says it's very different from her normal songwriting if you compare it to like losing grip so different yeah like totally. sonically totally different right 
But you know what? I just love it. Like, it's one of those songs which, you know, a lot of people can say, like, it's guilty pleasure territory. I've got a video on my phone of, like, this was, God, so it was, like, 2019 Halloween, and I'm dressed as, like, some generic zombie. But, like, I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in a nightclub, and Complicated came on. Every single person on that floor oh. sings everybody together hands in the air drinks in the air like literally why do you have to make things so complicated like everybody's yeah. just living that moment and everybody knows it because it's an anthem whether yeah. it's a guilty pleasure whether you love it for what it is and i love it for what it is i just think it encompasses that time period and like avril as you say like when she's like dude do you want to crash the mall okay and like yeah. they go and literally <laughs> crash yeah. the mall in the music video it's just perfect the imagery the style the sound you know she's playing in a skater park at one point in the music video for me it's it's perfection it really really is and i love like i love the pacing of the song how we get that that slower start like chill out what you yell what you're yelling for yeah and it goes into that chorus that epic like anthem of a chorus that everybody knows it's and the perfect little bridge as well somebody else around everyone oh. else it's just oh you just you just sing it right it's an earworm it just gets in there and you just you just love it earworm is the perfect uh the perfect word to describe it because it takes every opportunity to be catchy yes there's no moment in that song that isn't catchy there's <laughs> always something interesting happening with like the melody or you know mm -hmm. it's just it's so hard to not want to it's it's got a real sing-along quality to it yeah. and i do think that it's the perfect song to introduce avril as you know, an artist and also just as a person, because it really describes who she is, I think, in a nutshell, like, it's a really good descriptor, descriptor of like, what her music is going to sound like, what mm. she's going to be like, the stuff that she'll sing about, like, I actually think it does sound, you know, it's her singing about this guy that she's sort of discovered as a poser, you yeah. know, and like, it's like, why are you trying so hard? Like, you're cool, yeah. and you're trying really hard, and it makes you lame. It's very mm. simple. And it's, you know, I think that she's really good at writing these sort of, these songs that are, re they're relatable to all young people. Yeah. It's like anybody, any young person can listen to this song and like put themselves in it in some way. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's like, it doesn't even matter like where you sit in terms of music taste. You hear mm -hmm. that song and, and you get it. You know what I mean? And there's a yeah. lot of like, Avril especially, she does a lot of storytelling, right? So like in her music and each song you get, you get a different narrative every single time. And I love that. And a lot of it is kind of heavy on like the breakup type of narrative, right? Which is like, you know, mm. saying the big, like, you know, piss off type to the guy. But then you get some really nice moving songs as well. You know, like when we'll, we'll get to some of the other songs as well, which I like that. But yeah, it's one of those, as I said, the narratives and the storytelling, you get a lot of that in country music, right? Storytelling. I think there's certain songs on this album that have a little bit of a country vibe to them as well. But that's yeah. what that sits in. It's like storytelling. You get it. You're here. You're hooked from the start. You go to the end and you're like, right, yeah, I've got the story. I relate to it. I love it. I mean, this song as well was nominated for two Grammys as well. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like amazing. so it's like song of the year and best female pop vocal performance, which it was robbed. It should have won. It's as you say, the perfect introduction to Avril. Yeah, and I like that you mentioned the country thing because if you watch old videos of her as like a kid, she mostly performs like you know the Judds and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. she, she was a real <laughs> she was a real country gal. She was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's talk about Skater Boy. I have the let's, most things to say about Skater Boy almost. Let's do this. So Skater Boy I actually heard before Complicated. So 
I remember, oh my God, I, re- <laughs> I remember it was like in college, it was like the last kind of, you know, two weeks before the end of like, everybody was leaving. So, you know, like when that happens in college and like people just do whatever, like lessons mm-hmm. kind of go out the window, you've done all your assessments, you've done all your exams, everything's gone. So it's just free periods really. And my teachers for some reason all got together and thought, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll all get up on stage and lip sync to different songs. And like one okay. of, oh, oh my God, one of the teachers who was like this very, prim and proper English teacher suddenly got up with an inflatable guitar and then she was like right I'm going to perform next the moment I heard down 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 I lost my shit I was like is this happening like literally she looked like like a female watcher from like Buffy like just so like a librarian (laughs) type and then started jamming out on an inflatable guitar to skater boy the whole room for me, just like nobody else was in that room but me. I, I was like, this yeah, is for singing, me. I am the skater boy. It's about <laughs> me. <laughs> Literally, I was like, this is iconic. But yeah, it's the first song I ever heard from the album. And I actually went back and heard Complicated later on. And then obviously like losing grip and everything else like that. But I just, I love this song because I love it's like unapologetically just that punk sound you know it's like yeah. a heavy guitar straight away the drum kit kicks in straight away I love the music video like you know we've got like people in the street jumping on top of cars and like the spray painting all of that I just it's so unapologetically the look and the sound of Avril Lavigne it's just for me great and again storytelling you know he was a boy yes. she was a girl can I make it any more obvious you just gravitate to it straight away and you're like yes and um, it's like the perfect Avril narrative as well. Like, you know, he was a punk, she did ballet. What more can I say? Right. It makes sense. Completely makes Did you see that they're going to make this song into a film as well? Did you see that? Yes. And she's producing <laughs> it. Right. That's I'm so, so cool. pumped. I'm going to be there like day of release. <laughs> like 1000%. This song to me is like truly, the, like the reason I wanted to start this podcast is because I literally, I love dumb shit that people think is stupid that I think is actually really deep and it's always been like that my entire life and <laughs> I I've never understood how anybody could listen to this song and like make fun of it or think that it was like shallow or vapid and dumb it's an incredibly written pop song I mean mm-hmm. it doesn't it really doesn't get any better than this and yeah. I can tell you every time I've ever heard this song I've always been like along for the ride like the story, you know what I mean? Even though I know how it ends, I love the st- <laughs> I love the storytelling aspect of this song. And I think she does such a good job. It's so good. It's so catchy. Oh my God, Skater Boy is the catchiest. It reminds me like, oh, it like links for me a little bit to like the song Girlfriend, which obviously came like two al- albums later. But yeah. it's like similar vibe again. It's that storytelling, right? But this is a lot more of like a, just that punkier edge. It's just, oh, I just, I love it. The, my favorite section of the whole song is, you know, like when we get a little bit of like a guitar riff and it's that sorry girl, but I knew, you, it. I knew you were going to say it's the yes, best. That, the <laughs> best section. Like when that section comes on, I'm like, everybody in the world, shut up. Yeah. This is magic. Listen, yeah. sing along yeah. now. Like, oh, and I even remember like when I was watching that English teacher perform in college, I actually turned to my friend. I was like, the best part of the song is coming up now <laughs> it really just so perfection because it's so rewarding to have gotten to that point of the song where you see the story turn yes and then when the lyrics kind of change at the end and the chorus becomes i'm with the skater boy it's like yes. it's literally rewarding yeah it's like i yeah. made it to the end of, to the best part of the song the story <laughs> is complete and yeah. 
to piggyback off of what you said earlier, I also agree with you. I, I wrote in my notes that at the time of the release of Skater Boy, it was so smart because she was already established as this very specific sort of persona publicly. Yeah. And Skater Boy felt like such a, an extension of what we knew of Avril. I was like, like, this is a song that completely, it's like, yeah, this happened in your life. Yeah. this is real this happened in Napani or whatever you know what I mean <laughs> like this happened to Avril I, I believe every moment of it oh my god same it was like you know like when we kind of got first introduced to, like say complicated when that was first out this feels like a natural extension you know like where we yeah. kind of thought like mm, are we going to see more of this kind of skater chick obviously we did see that but it was done to perfection there's still yeah. as we said like we could have just had like you know a song about skateboarding or anything like that like and just literally about that, just a skater guy who just skateboards. You know, we would have expected that. But the totally. fact that we get a the fact that we get a story that's told as well. And as you said, we get the reward at the end where it's turned and flipped on its head. That is genius. And for a teenager to be able to write music like that, that does yeah. that, she's a prodigy, honestly. Incredible. Honestly. Yeah. I'm so happy that we're on the same page about <laughs> Skater Boy. Oh my God, absolutely. I love that song so much. So much. <laughs> yeah give skater boy a moment you guys like really honestly dig it into your ears really hard and like listen to how good it is listen to the guitar and like it's just so it's a great song like, like remove everybody. the nostalgia and just listen yeah you know everybody press pause on this podcast right now go and listen to skater <laughs> yeah. boy and then come back exactly. so damn good so good um let's talk about i'm with you oh my god so this for me this is the ballad of the album. And I know there's a few, but for me, this one just soars above the rest. Like, for me, this is one of the, of all songs, one of the best constructed ballads I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. For me, this is like, you know, when you have like songs that you really like powerfully sing in the shower, you just belt them out. This is it for me. Like yeah. that last section of the song when she's like shouting out, I'm with you. That is me in the shower oh screaming, <laughs> screaming that section so loud. I absolutely adore this song. I love the music video. I think it's perfection. I think I love how it's slow motion all the way yeah. through. It's just, you know, Avril's just literally going on a journey in the song, but in the music video is going on a journey. She's in different places all the time and she's in the street. She's walking through the club and it's like, all of this business is going on around her, but she's just so focused on this person she's singing about, which is I'm With You. It's just, it's beautiful to watch as well as listen to. Um, did you see the recent performance she did with uh, Youngblood? When Youngblood and yeah. Avril, how good. Like so such, good. And like Avril's voice is still in. I know. Just, like those the high notes. The pitch and the tone, like perfect tone. Hits every oh, note, every time. Like, yeah. just stunning. She is, she's still got it. But again, like, this song, same Grammy nominations as Complicated. How it didn't win, it blows my mind. But I think what's really gorgeous about this song is, you know, we've had Complicated, we've had Skater Boy, we've had Losing Grip, right? So they kind of, for all that they do different things, they're kind of in the similar wheelhouse of, like, talking about similar things, that you know, like, that grungy type, that mm -hmm. gritty typeness. This is when, like, we hear a different kind of, you know, a different sound to Avril's vocal altogether. This is her saying, you know, guys, I can really sing and I can sing yeah. good. You know, and she yeah. really shows us a different flavor of that vocal in terms of timbre, texture, just, it is stunning. And I never, this is one of the songs that whenever I have like a playlist on, it comes on, I never, ever skip. I'm like, nope, no, you this, can't. 
this stays on just you know the beginning just that that beautiful the string sound oh. oh my god i honestly this song for me is the ballad yeah this is like i would almost say i wrote in my notes that like i feel like you could argue that this may be one of her most emotionally mature songs ever oh my god agreed yeah i mean the fact that a kid wrote this is insane to me i mean it really is mind-blowing and i almost think like if you had to pick a handful of avril songs to represent the best of her catalog also honestly even just the best of the decade like this is easily hands down without any debate one of the best songs released in that decade for sure and yes I agree with you. I think that the music video, this is one of those rare cases where the music video couldn't be more perfect for the song. It's almost like I couldn't even fathom another concept, Mm -hmm. you know, of her describing like being in love with this person and only being able to see them, like you said, and her also feeling so lonely. And she's walking through these places and nobody knows that she's really there and she's being knocked and bumped around and (laughs) You know, and I love the moment where the guy like notices her and he tries to put his arm around her and she shoves him into the wall. Yes, yes. Like, it's just so, it's so cool, you know? And yeah. also when she's outside in her little like skater shorts and boots in the snow, you know, I'm like, oh, it just, it, it's perfect. This is a perfect pop culture moment. That was me in Chicago. <laughs> 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 like a small town girl from Napanee. <laughs> small town boy from Newcastle, a little skater shorts on, standing in Chicago streets singing I'm with you. I mean, perfectly be... flat ironed hair. <laughs> yes, that honestly, that would be a narrative that I would live by. But <laughs> I I just so agree. I think it's one of them songs, like, as you said, like of that decade, it just stands out. Like, you can't talk about that decade of music without mentioning this song. Like, yeah. Avril Lavigne, of course, but this song in particular, it's one of those songs where, like, you get lost in it. You know, like, mm-hmm. other songs you kind of have on the background, they play, and you kind of, yeah, you, you can dip in and out of them, you can even sing along, but this song, when it comes on, you just, you feel it, right? And you just yeah. get lost in that song. And as I say, you do not, you do not skip this song. This stays on from start to finish. It's one of them songs as well where, like, I love if you put this song on somewhere, like if you've got friends or whatever, and like this song comes on, people are just like, oh my God, it's I'm with you. Everyone just reacts the same way, right? Everyone's like, oh my God, I love this song. Oh, I haven't heard this song in so long. And then everyone just enjoys it again every single time. It is honestly, as you said as well, for such a teenage girl to have the maturity of writing, to be able to write about feelings and emotion and a relationship like this is just oh it's iconic it really really (laughs) right it's one of those songs that like in a group at a party like at the same exact time it'll make everybody close their eyes and grip their fist (laughs) while they're singing do you know what i mean absolutely everyone like raises their glasses at like the final section of i'm with you and she's screaming (laughs) and everyone's like lip syncing that moment or just screaming it (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's beautiful this was like i listened to this one on the re-listen for our this episode so mm. many times like same. so i couldn't stop yeah same. um <laughs> now this next one is also very special to me i Ooh. love mobile mm. oh yeah i love this song <laughs> it's just for me it's like 
oh, it's just, this is one of the songs I said again, it's got like a bit of a country sound to it. And mm-hmm. I really, really like that just with the guitar playing and just the way she sings the song as well. It's beautifully done. Did you see the unreleased music video for this as well? That leaked out online? I don't think online? so. No, so. It's, on, it's on YouTube. So it's like, it's very Avril Lavigne. She's like in like a dusty road, like just in the middle playing guitar, just, just her by herself. It's like, she's got like a guitar. She's got like the amps and everything around her. And she's just pulling along with the song. It's just, it's just quintessential Avril, right? But um, I, yeah, for me, this is like a driving song. You know, you drive along the road and like, it's a beautiful day. You've got this, the windows down and just yeah. this song comes. It's the perfect type of song for that, yes. where you just, you love it. And um, again, like it's one of those songs that kind of slips under the radar a little bit. A lot of people don't talk about mobile, but for me, it's one of the standouts of the album. It's a really, really just that country sounding-esque jam. And I just think it's great. Yeah, <laughs> when I think about me listening to this song as a teenager and just being like, this song's like me. Like this song represents <laughs> my life too. My life's so crazy. You know, like she's so good at writing these songs that universally connect to young people. I mean, everybody, yeah. like, like you said, any person who listens to like, you know, the songs from this album that are really iconic, they get lost in it immediately. But like mm. a young person, a young teenager, an angsty yeah. te- hormonal teenager who thinks mm. that their life is like the most insane thing happening in the world. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like the lyrics of this song, I was like, geez, it's me. Um, <laughs> I also, by the way, don't think I knew what, <laughs> I don't think I knew what a mobile was when I was younger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I thought she meant I'm, I thought, <laughs> I don't know why I'm uh, admitting this. But I think I thought she meant I'm immobile. Like, I'm not right. moving. I'm yeah. stuck. Mm. Uh, and I thought she was just saying it silly, like, I'm immobile. And then I was like, oh, I'm mobile. Okay, okay. All right. Yep. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a British thing. We've got mobiles here. <laughs> we don't have cell phones. Um, but yeah, I get that. And I mean, that would make sense as well, even with the music video, if she wasn't mobile, because she's literally standing still in yeah. like the road just playing the guitar so it would make sense even for that reading from from <laughs> yeah. the lovely Troy but um yeah it is it's like it's the voice of like teenagers this song it really really is like the words she's saying like teenagers can just listen to that and go yes I have got it I hear it I hear you I'm right there with you yeah it's a great song and again underappreciated but a lot of Avril songs are but I think this yeah. is one of them which a lot of people need to go back to and listen it's a great track great track yeah, and it's one of the last things I'll say. The last thing I'll say about it is that it's one of those songs. <laughs> I like love it so much. It's one of the songs on the album that if you listen to post her becoming famous, it kind mm. of has a different meaning. Because mm. yeah. when you watch her perform it, like during this era, it kind of becomes a song about a girl whose life changed from fame, you know, and mm. it like feels different to watch Avril sing it on stage and have it take on this like different meaning. Mm. Um but yeah, it's just, it's a really great, it's a really great song. <laughs> I already can't wait to listen to it again. <laughs> um, Unwanted. Okay, so Unwanted is one of these songs where like, it's, a, I mean, it starts with like a penny whistle sound. Like in mm-hmm. the background, I'm like, that's happening. But um, yeah. again, it's like, this is the song. This is like, this is the Alanis Morissette sound really coming forward in this song. You know, when you get that, you know, you don't know me. Like, don't ignore me. It's like those mm-hmm. really kind of punchy, argumentative, kind of like full-on rage turned up in this song. And I kind of really, it's fiery. 
And I yeah. love it. You can really, really feel the passion and that ang- almost anger in the song. You know, you, you talk about Jagged Little Pill, like, you know, it's an angry album where you, you can yeah. hear, you can hear the annoyance. And I think you can really hear that in Unwanted as well. And like, it's that questioning why, but I just, I love it. I, I love that fire when Avril really goes there with that. It's great. Yeah, that's the very first thing I wrote on my notes was that she was in her Jagged Little Pill bag. Yes. She was like... <laughs> I am an Atlantis girl and always will be an Atlantis girl. And we have the Canadian connection, Yeah, you know, um, this song to me is the reason at the beginning of us talking, I'd said that this feels more like a, this feels more like a nineties, a, a late nineties alternative inspired album than yes. a, a purely pop punk album. And mm-hmm. like she becomes a purely pop punk girl, but this one kind of had its feet in both lanes. Like it was very 90s, very alternative, very grungy. Mm. And yeah, this is maybe her most most Alanis moment, I think. Like this is really like there's a world where there's a whole album of her just sounding like this, you know? Oh my god. Yeah. And you know what? Give me that album. I would listen to totally. it. Like in a oh my heartbeat. God. Yeah, I think like. Avril does a really interesting thing with this album where she blends, as you said, a lot of different sounds. We get like, you know, we get the pop punk sound. We get that kind of, you know, that's with Skater Boy and everything like that. But we also mm-hmm. get like this country-esque sound. We get this Alana Morissette kind of sound as well. 90s. We even get like, there's a song which we'll come to later on, which even has a bit of like an 80s vibe to it as well. Like 80s slow rock, which is incredible. And for yeah. an artist that young to really take her inspirations and just go, right, okay, this is what I love. I'm going to weave this through an album and just does it so well. Like this album yeah. itself does take you on a journey of sound where you get, you hear all the influence and you're like, oh my God, yeah, I recognize that. I hear Alanis Morissette here. I hear this here, you know, and it just weaves through the different songs like that. It's done so well. And this, as I said, this song for me is the Alanis Morissette track of the album. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll get a, a uh, have Alanis and Avril ever done anything together, like perform the- or anything? There is a video of Alanis Morissette uh, inviting Avril up on stage on YouTube and they do a song together. And it's just all the Canadian goodness I need in my life. I it's... can't even imagine that. <laughs> I can't, my head will explode if I watch that. Can you imagine if you were at the show and that happened? No. I would pass out. Like literally, that is like obviously when you mentioned Taylor earlier on, like there's a video when Taylor gets Avril up during one of her shows and they sing yeah. one of Avril's songs together. And like, you know, incredible. But that moment with Alanis Morissette, because you know, these two Canadian powerhouses up together sharing the stage is just yeah. oh, just let me live in that moment. Let me just live in it and never step out of it. Brilliant. We need that collab. We need Can that. we talk about that, please? Wow. <laughs> I like now my mind is racing. Like that would be, oh, that would be so cool. And there's such like, as far as their songwriting, it would be so just, it would sync so perfect, you know? Oh, the synergy, absolute synergy. I mean, yeah. even give, give me like an Avril take on like, you know, you ought to know. Like I would eat Oh that my God. Up. Right? Ooh, like she's I got just the flew voice. back out of my chair. <laughs> like, oh my we both just did a backflip. Like <laughs> <Right>. honestly. <laughs> Give me that though. She's got the voice. You know, there's certain artists where you think, could they cover that? Avril could just slip straight into that album and just oh take those songs wow. to another level. Give me that, please. Let's make it happen, Troy. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, we put it into the universe, and that's the first time. <laughs> We're on a good track. We're, we're going there. We're going for this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about tomorrow. Oh, so tomorrow. This for me is, it's like, it's many different things, this song. I mean, 
Okay. So, I mean, we get the, hey, yeah, 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 which I, I just yeah. eat up. It's that beautiful type. We're getting yes. into that yodel territory, right? I yes, love it. the yodel. It's the yodel. Here we are. And like, you know, it's just, it's a slower song. It's very singer-songwriter, which I love. And I love the clarity of her vocal on this. It's just about Avril's vocal and a little bit of guitar in the background, really. You know, other songs, we get a lot of a heavier guitar sound, heavy drums, you know, production. Mm -hmm. This, for me, is like Avril acoustic guitar sitting on stage, strumming away, and it's just beautiful. Really sad as well. I don't know if you saw when her grandfather passed away and she had to get up on stage. She was touring and she got up and sang oh, this yeah, song. I, I did see that. It hits no. so differently like when you hear it and, you know, and she's talking about, and I want to believe you when you tell me it'll be okay. And just, you know, oh. those lyrics, oh, and then you realize, you know, what, yeah. what it could mean, what it could be about. And it's just stunning when she harmonizes with herself in the song and just, yeah, it's, and as well, like this is one of the big songs, I guess we kind of have to mention this, but this is one of the big songs which spurred the conspiracy theory about Avril Lavigne dying um <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people are like oh my god like that conspiracy theory like you know a lot of people mention about yeah she was writing songs about this in tomorrow like lyrics about this in tomorrow like the subliminal messaging is there i'm like i'm sorry what like and then she was replaced by an actress called melissa like what <laughs> can, can we just talk like it's funny there's a full have you seen the the twitter threads of like these oh yeah like Oh my oh, God. Oh, yes. Like, there's a photograph of this woman who has the name Melissa on her hand. So that's who Melissa was. And Avril is gone at this point. Give me a break. Like, honestly. But I loved reading it, though. I like love reading the drama. Oh, it's I was so like, fun. It's isn't one it of the just... most fun. Yeah, it's great. It's a great conspiracy theory. I've, I've, people ask me a lot what my favorite conspiracy theories are when it comes to celebrities. <laughs> and I got to remember to use that one every once in a while because that's great. Mm. Like, it's oh fantastic. And like because it's so absurd as well yeah like you know the real yeah the real and then you get like these like pictures of comparisons of like this is our role this is melissa she's got different moles like her nose <laughs> is different it's like what and like the comparing photographs of when she was like an 18 year old girl to when she's like you know 28 and it's like well she's obviously gonna look different right like, she's got long blonde hair now i mean like her whole style is like evolved. Like, you know, she looks different. Of course she's going to. I look different when I was 18 compared to now. Does it mean that totally. I died back then? Um, totally. It's so funny. So funny to read. It's so silly. And it's so like, <clears throat> it's funny that people will choose. Like when somebody becomes famous enough, it's when you know you've really made it. When you become mm. like no longer a human person. Like Avril is just like this no longer human and she's able to come up with these crazy Willy Wonka, you know, <laughs> planned outs, like the, you know, it's, it's absurd. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I agree with you. My favorite thing about this song is the vulnerability in her voice. Yeah. And I love that you can hear the like cracking and it kind of shaking and like, it just sounds so just raw and acoustic mm. and beautiful. And it's so sweet yeah. It's such a sweet, delicate, you know, young girl moment. Um, mm. You know, there's just like a vulnerability there that is not, even though all of these songs are very, they're written to be very vulnerable. The way that she's singing in this one just feels like, you know, she could cry at any minute. You know, it's just very, yeah. it's beautiful. It's so, her voice sounds so young in this song, but as well, I think it's the honesty. That's mm -hmm. what really comes out of the song. Like, you know, this is literally when somebody's like absolutely down, like they're on their kind of, you know, the last kind of moment. And they're just like, look, like, I just feel really shit right now. And she's just yeah. being honest. She's saying like, look, 
like I just feel really crappy and that's what I mean it's a it's almost like a conversation with the people that are listening right so it's almost like we as the listener we've said Avril how are you doing like are you okay yeah. and then she's replies with this song it's just beautiful oh, that's such a, yeah that's a really yeah that's good it's, that was I, a good way to describe it um i have so many notes about anything but ordinary right it's like it's such a different sound for the album for me this song like even the vocals very different like the attitude in the song so different again like this for me blends into that like 90-ish sound it takes us into a different sound yeah obviously the original planned album title as well which is interesting and then it was avril who went to yeah so it was originally this album it's going to be called Anything But Ordinary. And then Avril was like, mm, I don't know if I'm feeling that. And she went to L.A. Reid at the time like, and said, look, like, I know this is the planned title for the album, but I really like the name Let Go. Because she had that yeah. EP of unreleased songs and Let Go was like the name of one of the songs on there. And she was like, I really like the name Let Go. Can I have that instead? It just, I think it it fits the album more. And I think, you know what? I think she's right. Like, totally. you are... It's an album of letting go. It makes complete sense. So yeah, but anything but ordinary, yeah. For me, it's such a different sound. There's a little bit more of a poppier sound, I think, Avril's vocal as well in there. But it stands out as well, but in a way that it's just meaningful. I just, I love it. And the mm-hmm. lyrics as well are so interesting when you dive into them. Like, <laughs> I know. It's just, yeah, it's, for me, it's like, again, it's one of those songs that I, I don't often come back to, but when I do, even I myself, I'm like, wow, this song. Can we talk yeah. about this song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, um, ironically, it's one that I I revisit a lot. Like, I, if I'm having, like, an Avril kick, which is, like, you know, pretty, pretty frequent. Um, <laughs> yes. This is one of the songs, for sure. Right. And I just, I love the juxtaposition between, like, Avril as a public figure being this, like, angsty, punk, tomboy. But mm. she writes these very sort of hype, like, hyper-feminine emotional vulnerable like very female songs right Right. they're very girly love songs in a way and you know I I love I just love that like I think that that's really cool and probably what endeared her to so many girls that felt like well yeah there's these like two sides to me where I can be like head over heels in love with a boy but also you know want to wear fucking board shorts to school and it's like not really that big of a deal um, yeah, she, and, she like, yeah, go on. No, I was gonna say this song sounds like it came straight out of the diary of like a teenager. It just sounds was, directly taken out of a diary entry. That's literally what I was gonna say about it before I interrupted you. <laughs> that. Like, I was gonna say this is such a diary entry song. It really is. It's like it is, it's like the inner kind of monologue of like a lot of like probably yeah. teenage girls at that time when they're like, you know what, like. I just want to go and do my own thing. Like, yeah. you know, like I am sick of conventions. I'm sick of having to feel like I have to dress this way and I have to look this way. And, you know, I just want to do my own thing. And if I'm judged by it, whatever. Um, and the, she had such a demographic to sing to there. Because there was mm-hmm. a lot like, you know, of these people who probably not only gravitated towards Avril Lavigne, not only gravitated towards this album, but this song, because this is a narrative for people who, you know, just have that kind of, you know what, push all that shit to one side. Let me just do my own thing. And the yeah. lyrics really speak to that. And I think that's why a lot of people gravitate towards it. And that's why when I listened back to it again, the first thing I was like, wow, these lyrics, man, like they are, they are having the conversation and I love it. Yeah. I actually wrote down some of the lyrics of this one because they hit different when you read them versus when right. you hear it. And like, it's like the melodies and all the things. Yeah. Um, it's just so, it's such it's the lyrics of a tortured teenager. It's so dramatic Mm. and I love it. Sometimes I get so weird. I even freak myself out. I laugh myself to sleep. It's my lullaby. 
Sometimes I drive so fast just to feel the danger. I want to scream. It makes me feel alive. I love the chorus. Is it enough to love? Is it enough to breathe? Somebody rip my heart out and leave me here to bleed. Is it enough to die? Somebody save my life. I'd rather be anything but ordinary, please. Um, and I also love when she says, to, oh, this is my favorite part. To walk within the lines would make my life so boring. I want to know that I have been to the extreme. So knock me off my feet. Come on now. Give it to me. Anything to make me feel alive. Oh, like, like, give me a just... break. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, shut up. You wrote that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's brutal, you know, but yeah, we listen to that and we're like, totally get it yeah totally get it give me yes. something to make me feel alive like yeah. get it all of us now teenagers at some point were like you know like questioning like what are we doing like what's happening here what, what is this that we're doing right now mm-hmm. and like those lyrics is just like yeah give me that give me that sense of relief give me that sense of life so like that purpose almost like let me let me know yeah. where i'm going what i'm doing and avril avril's just relating that where she's saying look like we're having all of these mixed emotions right now. We're going through so much. Just give me something that really signposts what's happening right now. And it is, it's like that feeling of like heart being ripped out. The emotion is just there. It's just, come on, Avril. Like I know. these, these lyrics are just top tier, honestly, incredible. And it's great that she says like, you know, in the, the last part that I just read where she says, uh, basically like it's cool if I'm gonna fall in love and then I get hurt like it's fine I just want to like experience it like I just want you know knock me off my feet go ahead do it like do all the things I just want to feel all of it like it's just so it's so simple and so good but so encouraging as well for a lot of people like a lot of teenagers yeah who are like of that age who were probably like oh my god like you know I have to be I, do I do I enter in a relationship do I not and like almost feeling really protective of themselves and like Avril's yeah. kind of saying look yeah let me fall for somebody if it doesn't work oh well I'll get yeah. back up and I'll do you know I'll find my way again and that was probably so encouraging like that's why a lot of this the narratives as we say in the songs people gravitate towards because they are relatable and yeah. you know in in a way inspiring I guess with this song yeah this is uh an album highlight for me for sure <laughs> um another highlight for me two in a row things i'll never say oh my god (laughs) you go because i don't even know where to even start (laughs) like people know what like troy's like get up and take a moment like he's left (laughs) (laughs) i need ice water (laughs) but like things i'll never say like it's weird because when i first heard the album I was like listening to it all the way through, all the way through, you know, great, great album, great album. When this song started and the way the song starts, <laughs> oh my God. Like this is one of the catchiest choruses I've ever heard in my life. The song is a tune. It's like, this ticks so many boxes. Like you could have like, this is like the perfect like soundtrack type song. Like me and my friends, friends used to joke where we'd like say like, when you'd be watching TV shows and you get like a really big in song, that would be like the soundtrack for the end of the episode. And like this song could just, this song could be a whole episode. Like it's just beautiful. It's got the perfect build like in the song towards the end. It's like the the repetition of, you know, like that beautiful kind of, da, da, da. like it's just, yeah. oh. And I love the chorus for me is just, I could have the chorus itself on repeat for the oh rest my of my life. It's Stunning. It's actually my partner's favorite song as well on the album. It's just, it's euphoric. Just, yeah, 
It is. You just step into a different zone when you listen to this song. And it's another one of those, there's so many of them, but this one I think is one of the best shared experience songs. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those relatable songs that connects you on a spiritual level. And, you know, I mean, this is basically a song about, a, you know, being a person who has too much in their head. You know, yeah. you have all these yeah. things that you want to say, you know, you're feeling insecure and, you know, you are truly madly deeply in love with somebody that you've maybe barely spoken to it's yeah. filling up your brain it's confusing you know and like how different would my life be if I walked up to this person and said all this stuff that I know I'll never tell them you know right yeah it's just oh I wrote the lyrics down for this one too because they are oh my god so... let's do this <laughs> <laughs> just a <Okay>. duet <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> It's us harmonizing, speaking the lyrics. Um, oh my God. I'm tugging at my hair. I'm pulling at my clothes. I'm trying to keep my cool. I know it shows. I'm staring at my feet. My cheeks are turning red. I'm searching for the words inside my head. I'm feeling nervous. I'm trying to be so perfect because I know you're worth it. If I could say what I want to say, I'd say I want to blow you away. Be with you every night. Am I squeezing you too tight? If I could say what I want to see, I'd say I want to. Did you used to make this like dirty as a kid? Was that yeah, a thing so in your oh, right? It was that was a hundred percent universal. Okay. Oh god, yeah, yeah. We all <laughs> went there. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I want to see you go down on one knee. Marry me today. I guess I'm wishing my life away with these things I'll never say. I mean, it's just oh my god, the narrative. Like we've all been there, right? We've yeah. all had these crushes where, like, we've like stood there, we've been like, it's been like, in, like, ready on the tip of our tongues, and then you just pull back. You're like, yeah. oh my god, like this person standing right there we're having the conversation we're looking at each other I could literally say this right now and it would change everything mm-hmm. but I'm just going to pull back and it's the things I'll never say and it is it's like Avril saying that you know I'm looking down at my feet I feel my cheeks I'm getting flushed I just want like I literally want to be with you I want to get married to you and we've all like gone to the extreme with our emotions like totally. that right especially as teenagers you're like you know I'm going to have that person's babies like we're going to yeah. get married like you know <laughs> yeah. like, literally, we've all done it where you look at someone you're like oh my god they are the one for me the one and, the one. and this song just describes that feeling perfectly and it's like somebody that you walked by once at like a like a grocery store <laughs> you know what I so mean so true like, so true you don't know you don't even know that name you're like they are the one <laughs> <laughs> like I will find them again I just know it I am on MySpace immediately I am <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna find them they're gonna be my number one on MySpace <laughs> posting a bulletin does anyone know that hot guy that worked at <laughs> <laughs> oh god you take me back in time now like we bulletins all read those were bulletins like, the bulletins were my go-to. Oh my god! Like oh if I god. needed, if I was seeking attention, oh my god! No, look no further than the bulletin board on MySpace. Honestly, like the keyboard warrior just began. It was like, let mm-hmm. me type this bulletin immediately. And like the as soon as like they added a song that you could add to your MySpace profile, well, that just changed my life. I was like, <laughs> the world will hear how I feel through Avril Lavigne. Like every right. week, it's just a different song. Just oh my god! You're like listen to every single lyric, okay? <laughs> oh my god, oh. MySpace, bring it back! <laughs> it's my all-time favorite social media app ever. Forever. It was amazing. Everything. Amazing. So good, so good. I like it's totally different now. It's all about music, right? Like it's not even like yeah. so like a social media anymore. But God, I loved it so much. Like you know, like and then it put in like you know just song lyrics and like different like some capitalized, some not. Like and like oh, 
adding little emote like everything give me those years back immediately the blog <laughs> entries that you'd be like, like i know no one's gonna read this anyway hoping everybody reads it <laughs> and then you'd be like just posted a blog if anyone wants to check it out yeah, <laughs> yeah. attached to it straight away go read oh. my blog and i like your pictures um <laughs> That is the trade-off of MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) Now this, I guess, is my favorite section of the... I guess this is like... I'm realizing that I like this section of the album the best Mm. because my world... Again, Adam, I don't know how to really describe to you how many times I've heard this song and how much I love it. Oh, my God. It's like... This, for me, is like... It's got that beautiful late 90s sound again. Like, it's just... Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. It just... It's got a beautiful, like, again, a country vibe to it. It's like late 90s sound. It's gorgeously storytelling, this song. Like, this song is just start to finish. We're on a journey. We're, ta- yeah. we're telling a story. It's just, it's a tune. You know, it's an absolute tune. And again, it's just, you know, it almost comes to left field when you're like, okay, yeah, right. We've got this sound now. We're going in this direction. But Avril just makes it her own. It's just such a banger of the album. Yeah, I would almost say, tell me if you think that this is crazy, because I can mm. be a little dramatic. Allegedly. Let's go. <laughs> um, so I would almost say that this is one of the most defining songs on the album to me, mm. lyrically, because mm-hmm. the spirit of the song is so perfectly what this era is, wh- where she is in life, as far as her age and, you know, like the whole, her public persona. I just feel like it, it describes the whole experience of this album so well and like what it like represents to her as like it's a diary entry album you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah and that she's writing all of these like shared experience teenage songs um I think that this may be one of the most relatable ones if not the most of just being like you know it's about a girl that grew up in a small town and you know it's it's very simple in the way that it's written Yeah, like even like this lyrics about how many people were in the town and like everything like that. Yeah. It's just, I think for me, like, you know, when you talk about Avril Lavigne and the Let Go album, of course people pull out things like, you know, Skater Boy, Complicated, I'm With mm-hmm. You, like the, the big releases, right? But you're right, like this song really like retrospectively talks about the whole process of becoming like famous, like yeah. doing what she's doing, right? It's, it is talking about, like, look, I'm just this girl from the small town. I've got these things to say. This is welcome, you know, like my world. It's like literally welcome to my world. I'm telling you all about it. Like, this is my journey. This is what I've done. I've written this album. Like, I hope you guys enjoy it. Like, it's, yeah. you know, she's kind of really modest with the song, you know, like, and it's just for such a talented writer to still be able to bring that to the album, you know, just to say like, look, mm-hmm. I'm just a small town girl. I'm just doing my thing. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's just, it's as you say lyrically it's it's really important for the album it really does kind of like it's the it's the bullseye of the album which really pinpoints exactly where she's coming from and again it's like it's the realness right it's like this is Avril Lavigne this is who I am this is my history come on guys like come and come on this journey with me and yeah it's just lyric lyrically so successful in what it sets out to do yeah and I think you know if you if you stripped away all of the other songs from this album and like Mm like you would still know who Avril was with this mm-hmm. one you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it also explains like her experience of because she went on to become such like an anti-Britney that was sort of Avril's whole thing right right and right. her on talk shows became her explaining 
why she's angsty, why she's punk, why she, you know, why do you like to break stuff and walk out on stage? Why, Avril? You know, and it's like this song is her explaining it because I grew up in a small town with a bunch of boys and I played hockey and I skateboarded and yeah. my life was very simple. You know, like that's the reason that I'm this way. Yeah. Um, it's, of course, yeah. I, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like, it's interesting because, um, when you hear Avril being interviewed now, so like contemporary Avril, she is exactly the same. Like, mm -hmm. it's so refreshing to hear where she still talks about like, you know, there's interviews where you watch it with her now, like during the Love Sucks, like, you know, album tour and everything like that. And she's like, you know, I just like to get my skateboard out, like between tours and just go and like yeah. skateboard down the street. And, you know, like I'll, if my friends are playing hockey in town, I'll go and like check them out. She's just such relaxed. And it's, it's lovely to see that she hasn't really been changed by it all. She's still that just small town girl who just, yep. that's her vibe. And, you know, let's get on a skateboard. Let's go out and just do our thing and just, yeah, just shoot the shit and just enjoy yourself. That's what I love about her. Like, it's one of the great things is how humble she is. And like, yeah. it's nice to see the start of that is right here in this song. Well, you know, I wrote the lyrics down. I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is, again, such a diary entry. Oh, it's beautiful. Please tell me what is taking place because I can't seem to find a trace. I guess it must have got erased somehow. Probably because I always forget every time someone tells me their name, it's always got to be the same in my world. <laughs> I never wore cover up. I always beat the boys up and I grew up in a 5,000 population town, made my money by cutting grass, got fired by a fried chicken ass, all in small town, <laughs> all in small town Napanee. You know, I always stay up without sleeping and think to myself, where do I belong forever? In whose arms, the time and place? Love that part. Brilliant. And she says, can't help it if I space in a daze. My eyes tune out the other way. I may switch off and go in a daydream. In this head, my thoughts are deep. My favorite part of the song. Sometimes yes. I can't even speak. <laughs> Would someone be <laughs> not pretend I'm off again in my world? And... I think the most relatable lyric on the entire album for any young girl, I never spend less than an hour washing my hair in the shower. I always take five hours to make it straight. So I braid it in a zillion braids, though it may take all freaking day because there's nothing else better to do anyway. When you're all alone in the land of forever, lay <sighs> under the Milky Way, on and on, it's getting too late out. I'm not in love this time, this night. I mean, hello, Shakespeare. I mean, right? Like, like it's 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 just poetry. It's like it's you know it's gorgeous. It's one of those songs as well where you know there wasn't a music video, but you can see it. You know, when, yeah. as she's singing, you can picture yes. everything in your mind. You like you and I sitting there now. We could like close our eyes and just we could see the music video, like, like just home the videos of her in Napanee doing dumb. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, literally, like, you know, like, as you said, beating the boys up, like, getting fired from a job and, like, mm -hmm. doing her hair for, like, hours on end and just going, like, just laying out and just chilling outside, like, just, you know, doing, as you said, doing dumb shit. You can yeah. see it, and I love that. that. For me, that's the best, like, when people write, like, storytelling lyrics like that, that's the best when you can literally picture it in your mind, and you can yeah. see it all happen, unfold, and, like, that's a narrative that so many girls, again, will relate to, kind of, like, you know, you got a lot of tomboy, like, isms, like, in Avril Lavigne and that, and that comes forward. It's mm -hmm. just... I just love it. I love when she leans so much into herself and is unapologetic about it. And this song is a perfect example of that. Yeah, this is a great one. Like you said earlier, this is not one that you'll hear people mention first or no. at no. all even, but it's so worth a revisit, you guys. I can't stress <laughs> it enough. Couldn't stress it enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I lost my place. Where are we at? That's okay. We're at uh, Nobody's Fool. 
oh, of course, nobody's fool. What do you think of this one? So, why is she rapping? (laughs) (laughs) I'm eager to hear your thoughts. (laughs) Like, okay, so when I first heard this song, I was getting a lot of a sound very similar to Where Is The Love By Black Eyed Peas. Like, oh, shit. Can you hear it? It's like in the back. I'm literally waiting for people killing, people dying. Yeah, totally. You can hear it in the background. And like, I was just like, this song is like two genres mashed. So like these, the way she sings, as I mean, like when I said earlier on, like right at the beginning, like, Avril does so many different things with her vocal in this whole album. And we get a little bit of this like quick, almost rapping sp- spoken lyrics very quick. And I was just <laughs> like, what, what are we doing? Oh, we're going there. Okay. Let's go there. But then we get like, we get the chorus again and right, right. We're back to that Avril sound. We get the heavy guitars and again, and like one of the lyrics that stood out for me and I wrote it down. Cause I like, I loved it was I'm not Yay. the milk in Cheerios on your spoon. I mean, it's so good. It's so give me good. that lyric any day. Like, I'm going to use that against somebody that I don't like. I am not the milk and the Cheerios in your spoon. But like, <laughs> it's just, but what I love about this song though, is like when you read when the lyrics, it's like very much Avril almost fighting back against like the label that initially tried to control her, right? So she's kind yes. of saying, look, I am nobody's fool. I want to do this with the album. This is my album, my sound. I know who I am as an artist, who I am as a person. Like right. you won't, you won't change me. Like you tried that, that didn't work. I've gone with another like you know group of like production team, and we've done this album now. You're not going to change me. This is who I am, and it is almost that it's that resistance. But I love that. I love that she's put that in there, almost as if to say, look, um, this is me. I'm an individual. I've got my own sound. I've got my own style, my own taste, mm-hmm. my own influences. You're not going to do anything about that. This is the record that we're going to produce, and good for her. Good for her for standing up yeah. and doing that because so many people get lost in that where they're made to change to suit somebody else's narrative or somebody else's view of like their, you know, their career. And good for Avril for standing by and just saying, look, uh-uh, that ain't going to happen. I say this all the time. Stick to punching the numbers, boys. You don't, <laughs> I don't, it's like you signed this person who you, you signed because they were creative and talented and could sing and write mm. songs and do all this stuff. And then yeah. as soon as you sign them for a specific reason, you take them and try and turn them into something totally opposite of what they're good at. It makes, I mean, it's like, I hate the music industry for that reason. Yeah. All of these yep. old, you know, out of touch white guys being like, you're going to be a, a dancing pop star. And it's like, can you imagine Avril trying to be, Britney you know it's so stupid it's like why it's would you even try and do that no it just doesn't make sense like Avril's strengths isn't exactly what she's been doing yeah. exploit like push that to the absolute nth degree like that is what she is good at and that's what she made the money from I mean you know she sold over what was it 16 million copies worldwide of let go because she got right. to do the sound that she wanted to do right and I mean like number one in the UK like you know like it made incredible, like it went diamond in Canada, right? In 2003. And like, it's because she was allowed to do her thing. People gravitate towards somebody who is real and who is really pushing what they do, like what they're good at and what they can excel at. And that's exactly what Avril did with this album. And as you say, it is the music industry. You get a lot of like, all the white men doing that. We want you to do this because we think this will, this is what's in right now. This is what right. gets the money. And it's like, it, it fails, it fails. And Avril just, yeah, I believe wrote this song against that and good for her. Yeah, I agree. Good for her for being so like, because you look at so many of the girls and they, all of them, Mandy, Christina, Jessica, mm. all of the girls, ha- even still, like you look at somebody as simple as a Mandy Moore, who, yeah 
at the same time that this was all happening, wanted to do folky, you know, Michelle Branchy kind of rock music, like Lisa Loeb, you know, mm. and they turned her into like a hip thrusting pop star. She wasn't good at it because it wasn't yeah. what she wanted to do. And she spent the last 20 years having to pay for that, you yeah. know, and that's this, it's the same story for every single one of those girls. And, you know, the, the only ones that really made it out doing what they wanted to do were the ones that eventually started saying no people like christina and avril you know it's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah no completely agree there's so many tracks as well like if you look at some of the big like pop artists and then you'll get like you know acoustic versions or different i mean like you know example taylor's versions we've got so many different versions of her own song when she's saying look this is my version of the song this is what i wanted to do with it this is when we take the production out this is when we put me into it like even like there's certain songs by carly ray jepson where like you know one of the biggest pop artists right was like call me maybe like everybody knows that song but then in her later kind of records there were songs where like the production behind it where it was some of her songs were like pushed into like dance hits and it was like hold on a minute stop and even she said look like I just want to record music that you listen to in a coffee shop. Nice and acoustic, yeah. just a guitar, just a voice. I didn't get to do that because that's, that's not what the record label wanted. And you hear that, that's such a narrative with so many artists and you think, God, that's such a shame. And that's why, you know, yeah. I gravitate towards Avril so much because she, especially at the time being so young, so easy to be impressionable, I guess, had the strength just to go, look, no, I want to make my own music, make my own sound. I can write my own songs and damn, write them well. I mean, the lyrics we've read out, Troy, like, she is a gift with songwriting. She yeah. knows exactly what she wants to say. And this song for me, as I said, is that fight back towards that. Good for her. Good for her. Another song that I have a lot of notes about. <laughs> oh, here we go. written down and things. <laughs> Too much to ask. Right. Wow. I mean, what a song. Beautiful. It's like a slow rock ballad. Like, for me, it's yeah. got like a bit of an a bit of an 80s slow rock, a bit like 90s rock ballad. It's just the strings in this song. Can we have an applause for oh the strings? Goodness, I know. Beautiful. And like again, we get like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just oh, I I eat this up. I eat it up yeah. so much. It's just, it's she creates a soundscape with this song. It's just with the strings and just everything that comes together. It's just for me, this is production done right. Like all the instruments come together and they work together. Nothing feels like you know, fabricated or nothing feels wrong in this song. It just mm-hmm. blends together so well from start to finish. It's it's an anthem. It's a slow rock ballad to me. Yeah, a rock ballad is the perfect way to describe this, I think. Yeah. Um, I wrote in my notes that this song is a good example of why teenagers always make such great focal points for like emotional storytelling. Right. You know, and like books and TV and, and movies because they're so dramatic and raw and vulnerable and heightened and it's the best for you know theatrics things like this and I was looking at her song genius um I was looking at the song genius for all of these and this one it was like she wrote about a she wrote at 14 about a boy not calling her back I mean mean, all of this intense fiery pain and it's like very I mean I can relate to this now as like a 34 year old man and this was a song written by a 14 year old girl about a boy making her sad one night I mean that is like crazy it's so 
the talent jumped out. Like what? Oh my god! I mean, for, I mean, first of all, Troy, I've learned that we're the same age. That's incredible. And two, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you're right though. Like you know, anybody could have you know taken the same type of narrative what the song's about and just written like a much more straightforward. He didn't call me back. You know, I am yeah. pissed off about this. But then she wrote this. Like the lyrics, which I'm sure we'll get into shortly, but <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, and the way that, you know, the song itself is constructed. It's like, you know, we're not just going to do like a little, like almost like, you know, this is, if you can imagine like the song he wasn't, which is on the next album, it could have been very much like one of those type of songs. Right. Like, and which is a great, I love that song, a great song, but yeah. to do this was such a smart move. This for me, like, is like, it's a, it's a mixture of genre. It like takes different time periods over, a, you know, a concept that could be so simple, but she just like stretches it and blends it and makes it into this epic rock ballad. It's incredible. As you say, like for a 14 year old to be able to write the lyrics right. that we're about to hear, like, <laughs> it's, <right>. just, <laughs> it's just, yeah, she, she was a prodigy. So she says, it's the first time I ever felt this lonely where someone would cure this pain. It's just so funny to like think of this as being like her looking at the phone. Yeah. It's funny when you think it's going to work out till you chose weed over me. You're so lame. I thought you were cool until the point, up until the point you didn't call me when you said you would. Finally figured out you're all the same, always coming up with some kind of story. Every time I try to make you smile, you're always feeling sorry for yourself. Every time I try to make you laugh, you can't, you're too tough. You think you're loveless. Is that too much that I'm asking for? Come on. Come on. <laughs> I love it though, because we've all done that when we've taken a scenario and like in our minds, we've gone like, oh my God, he's not calling me back. Oh my God, is it yeah. because of this? Oh my God, this is what's happening. Oh my God, he hates it. You know, he, everybody does that where they just blow it up in their minds to something so much bigger. But I and love then they that. call I, and they're like, no, I was working. And you're like, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry. That, yeah, that's fine. I was just, yeah, I was fine. <laughs> mind. Yeah, that's okay. I was doing something anyway, staring at the yeah. phone for an hour. <laughs> but it's totally that. But I love that she's done that. And like, rather than kind of play to the naivety of the youngness of the song, like of the concept, she's just gone, you know what? Yeah, let's make this like a rock ballad. And like, yeah, yeah let's let's just push it there. And let's really like make a full thing. Let's make it full <clears throat> circle. Let's give it some gravity. It's just all of that from, as you say, like just somebody hasn't called her back. Come on, <laughs> April. Come on. <laughs> totally. And again, the so, somebody who writes songs like jingles, honestly, it's like every single moment is so catchy. I mm. love the like, just like the melody of the like that's so catchy and like it makes you just want to keep singing it over and over and over like, mm. oh, insane what i mean about her as a singer like she knows exactly when to take her voice there she knows like yeah. when to elongate vowels she knows when to like you know when we talked about tomorrow she knows about the delicacy of her voice in that song and you compare it to something like this where she's mm -hmm. been a little bit more experimental with the vocal but it's just right like every time she does it it just sounds right and like it sounds fresh like that's what i mean yep. like when you hear her doing these little like avralisms and songs you're like oh my god like yes like even when she does it now in songs i'm like there it is like there's yeah. my girl i just love it so much <laughs> There's started, my girl. There's my girl. It just started with moments like this. It, oh, incredible. But we are at the final track on the album. We, I'm sad. Oh, I know. Right? I've enjoyed this journey. <laughs> I know. Let's talk about Naked. Mm, so I... I like this song in the fact that it leaves kind of the whole album on a little bit of a sense of hope. Because mm. there's so many songs in this, which is like, you know, 
like we've just had like too much to ask like you didn't call me back and like right. so many songs like where it's like you know like you did this to me and like you know this anger and this fire and it's like oh you know skater boy and like you know you were in the wrong relationship and like everyone you know this song for me I just love again it's like you know you you see through me you see through the real me and I'm standing there naked like the it's again, it's poetry. It's beautiful. It's a like metaphor. And I love that again, for such a young girl to be writing metaphor so well is incredible, but I just love that. It's, it's almost like uplifting. As I say, like the, the you suck is like almost like taken out of this song. And it's just more like, you know, let's have a conversation. Let's mm -hmm. talk about how you make me feel. And I like that. And I really like yeah. that. And it's like her being uplifted by that concept is like, it's an uplifting song. I think it really kind of leaves that the album on quite a nice note. And I really, really like that. I think it's perfectly placed with like the track list as well, right at the end. I, I really, really like this song. Yeah, you bring up such a good point that she, um, instead of the whole album, it's a beautiful way to end the album for one thing. And it's mm. it's such a great like last note to like leave it on. Yeah. And you're right. This whole album basically explores, instead of just being about like angst, because yeah. if you dilute Avril the way that a lot of the press did when she was younger, to mm. think that this whole album is about her like giving rock hands and sticking her tongue out like and it's yeah. not yeah um it explores this whole array of complicated emotions about just being young mm -hmm. like you know being insecure and being in love with boys that you'll never talk to and like all of these different things you know not just being pissed off and like angsty yeah. And yeah, this is such a vulnerable, again, such a vulnerable, beautifully written, emotionally raw, you know, diary entry to this girl's journey of like becoming this like MTV star, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just sweet. Like, it's just yeah. a very, a really sweet in general. Now that mm. we're like tying this up, it's just like such a beautiful album to revisit and like such a gorgeous time. I just, oh. I love this time period so much. I could like cry. <laughs> same, same. Like, oh my God. Like, you know, the, the early 2000s had such incredible, like, albums that were dropping. I mean, like, you know, I mean, obviously we're not, like, talking about Linkin Park, but, like, Hybrid Theory came out, like, Meteora. Like, and then we yeah. got, like, like, Avril albums like this that came out that were doing such different things. They were, like, taking emotional journeys, but talking about them in a very different way. And, you know, you're right, Troy, like, exactly right in what you were saying there. It's, like, the media got behind, like, it's this young angsty girl who's, like, smashing shit up and, like, sticking her fingers up at, like, audience, you know, and saying, I yeah. don't care about this. But then when you listen to the album, it's so emotionally charged. You know, it's, it's writing about the human experience, like about emotion, about everything that she's been through. And like, when you listen to it and you're like, actually, it's not the album I thought it was going to be. There's yeah. so much more depth to the album. And that's a credit to Avril Lavigne through and through. She's always brought that with her music. I mean, even like, you know, you listen to Love Sucks, like the latest album. And again, like, you know, it's very kind of like, it's for me, it's, it's a return to like that grungy type, rockier type Avril, which I love. Mm -hmm. But again, like you look at the lyrics, you break them down. They're so emotionally charged. There's such a narrative in each song. She's just honestly incredible songwriter. Even like Breakaway when she wrote that for Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Ruben, I love a small her town. Of it. Oh my God. Oh can my we God. just have a minute for that? Like, it's so good. Beautiful. Like the lyrics, group in a small town. When the rain would come down, I would stare yeah. out my window. Like that is Avril. You know, like yeah. that is storytelling through and through. Although Kelly does an amazing version of it. You can just right. hear the Avril Levine in it you know and that's you what can. i mean like, you can right you can just hear the avril in that song it's beautiful but yeah this album for me is just it was so important for the time 
you know, it was so, it was breaking boundaries. It was like, we were going down the road and suddenly there was a left turn and that took us to Avril Lavigne. You know, we were off the beaten path. We were seeing something new, but we stayed there because we loved it. And then it yeah. just went on and on to success. I mean, Under My Skin, the next album for me was just, these two albums together are fantastic. Like, you know, when you listen to Let Go, go straight into Under My Skin next. It's a natural progression and it, it works is. so well, doesn't it? Doesn't it just? It's I mean, that, perfect. Oh my God, that album as well, Under My Skin, is gorgeous. Like, stunning album. But yeah, for me, this album was so important. It established Avril for who she was, what her sound was, what you came to expect from Avril, and it just evolved beautifully. I, I never tire of this album. And then we got... 20th anniversary in June this year. I know. Makes you feel so old. Same. Oh my God. Like, what? <laughs> I don't like I that know, I can right? remember I remember buying it. Like that's I Same. Think that. Same, like playing it on a CD player. Like, who are yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Well, literally so much fun. I can't uh, even, I'm so happy that we finally got to do it. Same, like, oh my god, thank you so much for having me on, Troy. Honestly, I really appreciate it. It's, I, I love this. I could talk about Avril until the day I die. I'm just, well, it's so nice to, yeah, here, here. You'll, um, you'll be back. <laughs> hey, I can't wait. Have me back. But um, yeah, I just love like when you find somebody that just like fangirls about Avril as much as what you do. I love it. I absolutely love it. And yeah, thank you so much, Troy. I've loved this. I've loved every single second of this. Well, you will definitely be back. This is a, I love a reoccurring guest on hey, hey. Dunzo. So yeah, we have to do more Avril. We have to do more. There's more work to be done. There is. We've got all the albums. We've got all the conspiracy theories. We've got yeah. all the relationships. We've got it all to go through. So yeah, anytime you talk about Avril, please bring me back. <laughs> we'll plug all of the things that you want to plug. Like as long as it takes and you have a lot going on. So whatever you want to plug, plug it. All right, cool. So uh, on social media, you can find me on like basically at Strawn87. That's my personal handle on like Twitter, on Instagram. Just type that in, you'll see my face. Um, you can come and listen to my podcast. So I do two. One of them is Into You Podcast, where that's me interviewing different guests about their stories. And then I have Last Week On, which is very much like a more media television based, where we look back at different TV shows and talk about how much we like them. And if you want to find me on YouTube, just type in my name. That's Adam Strawn. You'll find an array of different reactions and everything like that to different songs and yeah uh, different journeys with different artists and everything like that so yeah um that's where you can find me on everything well adam thank you again so much for doing this and i hope that you guys enjoyed it and i will see you next week bye bye thank you for listening to dunzo this podcast is a part of the solid listen network please take a moment to rate review and subscribe if you haven't already also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.